the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. That's our mission. And just like Israel, you you know this. You know this because you, you live in a neighborhood and you go to work and you go to school. We are surrounded by people who don't know the true and living God. You work with, you live next door to, you go to school with people who do not know the Lord and who are living a lifestyle that is unacceptable to God. And we're called to be priests. When you're out in your neighborhood, do you talk to the people you see? What about when you are out shopping, going to school, or even at work? Would you warn people you see of a potentially bad storm or maybe to be careful of a bee's nest? Would you share about God? In today's message, Pastor Dan reminds you that your mission is to share about the Lord. If you would warn people about potential bad weather or bees, you must share the gospel. It is so much more important. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus, chapter 19, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Here in Exodus chapter 19, we see the same pattern. Moses tells, you know, Moses, uh, God tells Moses to tell the children of Israel what I have already done for them, redeeming them from their slavery in Egypt, carrying them on eagles' wings through the desert. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 begins, Now therefore, because I've redeemed you from your slavery in Egypt, because I've set you free and I've, I've carried you on eagles' wings and I've sustained, it, sustained you and provided for you, Now, therefore, in light of what I've already done. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandments, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of. Of Israel. God now wants to enter into a covenant with the children of Israel. Again, this is called the Mosaic covenant. And God says here, please note it if you obey my voice and keep my commandments, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all the people on the earth. That sounds pretty wonderful, doesn't it? To be a special treasure to God above all the people on the earth. By the way, this is why the Jewish people are known as the chosen people. God chose them to be his special treasure out of all the people, all the nations on the earth. God chose them. This is also 
uh, has been historically one of the reasons and causes of anti-Semitism against the Jewish people, because the Jewish people are God's special treasure above all other people, and that has made the Jewish people the target of hatred and envy from other people. Now, the question is, why did God choose the Israelites above all people? Well, God did not choose the Israelites because they were the best people or the smartest people or the most godly or the largest nation or the most powerful nation or the most deserving. No, he chose them by his grace. It's grace's undeserved favor. God just does it because of his own good pleasure. He does it. And we could ask the same question about ourselves. Could we not? Why did God choose me? Have you ever asked that question? Have you ever thought about that question? Why did God choose me? If you have family members who don't know the Lord, you may have thought that before. Why, why, why did God choose me and not my siblings? You know, if you're maybe the only believer in your family. You know, I was talking to a gentleman today and he has, I think he said, four siblings and his parents. And he's the only Christian in his family. And he said, we grew up in the same house. We were exposed to the same thing. We all had the same parents. But he's the only Christian in his family. Why did, why did God choose me? And not any of my siblings or not any of my other family members. Well, God chose us not because we were the best choice. The Bible says he chose us to the glory of his grace. So that when people look at us, they glorify God for his graciousness. That he would choose people like us. Right. John writes, behold, what manner of love is this, that that we should be called the children of God, <laughs> us, that he would make us his children. I'm just glad that God chose me. And called me to be his son, I don't understand why, uh, but I'm grateful that he did. Now, some might say, well, well, that's not fair of God to choose one people to be his special treasure on the earth above all. All other people. That's not fair that God would pick one group of people over other people. Well, look at the end of verse 5. God says, all the earth is mine. You know what that means? That means God can do whatever he wants. And he tells them, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. This was God's mission For the Jewish people. This is their mission statement. To be a kingdom of priests. And a holy nation. The Jewish people. Are the only people in history. Who have been given a mission statement. For their nation. God wanted the Jewish people. The children of Israel. To be his priests. To the world. And to minister to the world. On behalf of him. And to be a holy nation. And the word holy means to be set apart. Or to be separated. It's to be set apart from all the other nations. And they were to be set apart to God. And live for God. And for his glory. And the entire nation. Is called to this. Not just a select few. Or a group within the people of Israel. But all of the people of Israel. Were to live in the world. As God's priests. And as a holy nation. They live in a world. They live in a world of people and nations that do not know the true and living God. That worship false gods 
and live lifestyles that are unacceptable to the one true God. And the Jewish people were to be God's priests and witnesses to the world. That's why it was imperative that they obey the Lord's voice and keep his commands. God's commandments will keep them set apart from the lost world that surrounds them. And God's commandments will make them a holy nation. A peculiar people. That are different from the world around them. That live differently and do things differently from. And talk differently from. And behave differently from the world around them. If they don't keep God's commandments, they will lose their uniqueness. They will not be peculiar. And they'll be just like the heathens surrounding them. And they will not be a witness to the world for the true and living God. They will fail at their mission. You know, so God, God gave Israel this mission to be priests to the world and a holy nation. And now think for a moment. We've talked about this before, but it's worth bringing up. Think for a moment uh, about uh, where God put Israel geographically. Geographically, God placed Israel, the people of Israel, the land of Israel, at the intersection of three continents, Europe, Africa, and Asia. Israel is the only land bridge between those three continents. So anyone traveling through between those continents, Europe, Africa, and Asia, they will have to pass through the land of Israel And the land of Israel geographically sat right in the middle of the greatest empires of the ancient world. Egypt to their south, Assyria, Persia, Babylon to their north, the Hittites were to their north. And so God gave them this mission to be a kingdom of priests to the world and a holy nation. And then God placed them at the biggest, most important intersection of the ancient world. So that they could be a witness to the nation. He didn't put them like out in Iowa, right? Where it's like, well, who goes out there anyways? Who are they going to reach out there? No, he puts them at the busiest intersection in the ancient world. So that they could be witnesses to the nation. This is your mission. Spoiler alert, if you haven't read ahead, they're going to fail. And they're going to fail miserably at their mission. They're they're not going to keep God's commandments. They're not going to remain holy. They're not going to remain set apart. They will desire to be like the nations around them. They'll demand a king like the nations around them. They'll reject God as their king. They'll begin to worship the gods of the nations around them. And they will end up no different than the heathens they're supposed to be a witness to. Who don't know the Lord at all. Now. We as Christians, we've been given the same mission from God. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. Listen to what it says. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. That's the same thing he said to Israel, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
We are a chosen generation. We also are a royal priesthood. We also are a holy nation, God's own special people. And he has us here. And instead of, you know, clustering us all together in one geographic location, God has put Christians all over the world. He spread us all over the world and every nation to be priests for him, to be a holy nation, his own special people, his own special treasure, and be a witness for him. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. That's our mission. And just like Israel, you, you know this. You know this because you, you live in a neighborhood and you go to work and you go to school. We are surrounded by people who don't know the true and living God. You work with, you live next door to, you go to school with. People who do not know the Lord and who are living a lifestyle that is unacceptable to God. And we're called to be priests for God. We're called to be a holy nation to the world, to live in a way that's different, to talk in a way that's different, to do things that are different from those around us. And we do this on behalf of the Lord. Just as Jesus said, we're called to let our light shine before men. We're called to let our light shine in this world. Remember, Jesus said no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket, but instead he puts it up on a lampstand so that all can see the light. He said, we are the salt of the earth. And when he said that, the Greek is, you are the only salt I've got in this world. You're the only light. You're the only salt. And he said, if the salt loses its saltiness, it's good for nothing but to be cast out. We don't want to be like the world. You don't want to be like the world or act like the world or talk like the world or try to fit into the world. That's what Israel did. And they failed at their mission. Our holiness is what sets us apart from the world. Our holiness is what is attractive to the world. The fact that we live differently. The fact that you're, you're out at church on a Thursday night or you get up early on a Sunday morning, you go to church and you don't engage in the things that the world around you is engaging in or the sin or the activities or the language or all of those things that set you apart. That's what is appealing. So verse 7. So this is what God wants Moses to tell the children of Israel. Now look at verse 7. So Moses came. He came back down the mountain. And he called for the elders of the people and he laid before them all these words which the Lord commanded him. He laid it all out before them. Then look at verse eight. All the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. (laughs) 
And so Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. He goes back up the mountain again. Don't forget, he's 80 years old. Goes back up the mountain. So Moses comes down the mountain and he says, this is what God says. He wanted me to remind you, he's the one who delivered you out of Egypt. He's the one who's carried you on eagle's wings and brought you through the wilderness and sustained you and provided for you. And now he wants to enter into a covenant with you. And he says, if you keep my commandments, keep my word, obey my voice and keep my covenant, uh, you will be a special treasure to me. He wants you to be to him a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And the people all together, one voice said, that sounds great. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. They don't say, we'll try our best. We'll give it a shot. No, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. They don't even ask, well, can you tell us what the Lord will ask us to do before we give an answer? Can we hear what will be expected of us before we sign the document? Can you read the fine print, please, so that we know what we're committing ourselves to? No, they just we will do it. Whatever he says. Children of Israel were ignorant of their own weakness. Weren't they? They were overconfident in their ability to obey God's commands. You know, one of the purposes of the law is to show us how weak we are and how sinful we actually are and to show us our need for a savior, our need for Jesus Christ. If the law is the standard that God is using, if the law is the expectation, if you take an honest look at the law, you realize, man, I don't I don't measure up. I fall short. I need a savior. I need Jesus Christ. And we'll talk more about the purpose of the law in coming weeks. And so Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. He climbs back up the mountain, verse 9. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I come to you in the thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and believe you forever. And so Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, verse 10. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to the people, go back down the mountain and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Look back up at verse nine. God says there to Moses, I'll come down in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with you, and that will cause them to believe in you forever. That I'm going to come down, I'm going to speak from, you know, they're going to hear my voice, and that will validate you in the eyes of the people. Now in the New Testament, right, you have the baptism of Jesus, And when he came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Matthew chapter three and a voice from heaven spoke. This is my son and whom I'm well pleased. The one who is greater than Moses, Jesus Christ, was also validated by God's voice. Matthew chapter 17 on the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus goes up on a mountain just like this is up on a mountain. And as he's up on the mountain with Peter, James and John, Who appears with him? Moses and Elijah. 
Now, what do Moses and Elijah have in common? Quite often when people talk about that passage, when I've taught on that passage, uh, it's Moses represents the law, Elijah represents the prophets, uh, and they're both speaking to Jesus now. And that's true. But Moses and Elijah both received revelation from God on Mount Sinai. The only two people in the Bible that God spoke to from Mount Sinai. And now, Matthew 17 Jesus is speaking to Moses and Elijah. It's testifying to his deity that he's God. He's the same God that spoke at Mount Sinai to Moses, the same God who spoke to Elijah at Mount Sinai. And as they're there on the mountain, remember, a cloud comes over the mountain, much like the scene here, Matthew 17, cloud comes over the mountain and a voice from heaven, this is my son and whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. And so, again, Jesus was validated by the voice of God on a mountain, just like Moses here will be validated by the voice of God from a mountain. And he tells them that he's going to come down. God is going to come down physically, you know, in, in this cloud and and uh, and we're going to see thunder and lightning and, and so forth onto this mountain. Now, the pagans, the pagans worship their idols, they worship their false gods like Molech and Baal. And they believe that those, those, those gods that they worship, they believe that their gods lived in the underworld, in the earth, and would come out. And they would worship their gods on mountains, and they would worship their gods on hills, on high places. And the reason they did that when they worshiped their false gods is because their false gods, that's as high as their false gods could go up on top of a mountain because their false gods live in the, you know, the earth. And so they would worship them up on a mountain. Here, the true and living God, Yahweh, he condescends to the mountaintops. He comes down to the mountaintops from heaven. He comes down to the highest point the false gods can reach up to. The real God has to come down to that level, and the Lord commands the people, look what it says, to consecrate themselves and to prepare themselves to meet with God. Consecrate yourselves today and tomorrow, wash your clothes, put on your Sunday bests, and get you guys even have Sunday bests at all? I don't either, but and get yourselves ready for the Lord Yahweh will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people on the third day. Now may I make a suggestion to you? It's important for us to prepare ourselves to meet with the Lord. What do you mean? Well, before you show up here on a Thursday night or before you show up on a Sunday morning, take some time just to prepare yourself. To consecrate yourself, either earlier in the day on Thursday or get up earlier on Sunday morning or Saturday night before you go to bed. Just take some time to consecrate yourself, to prepare yourself, to meet with the Lord, spend some time in prayer, confess any unconfessed sins, consecrate yourselves to the Lord before you show up at church to meet with him. And I know some of you on Thursday nights, you come right from work, straight from work, and I appreciate that you show up here. I'm grateful that you do. But still, take some time during the day on Thursdays just to prepare yourself spiritually for church in the evening. Take some time Saturday night or early Sunday morning to consecrate yourself, prepare yourself to meet with the Lord on Sunday morning instead of just kind of you know rolling in. 
and showing up. And, and I believe that the Lord will do even greater things if we consecrate ourselves and prepare ourselves before we show up here to meet with the Lord. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thank you for spending a part of your day with us here at Ring of Truth. You've just heard a message from Pastor Dan Sexton in the book of Exodus. There's a lot we can learn from this and other books in the Bible. In fact, if you visit our website, calvaryec.com, you'll find a treasure trove of other messages all neatly organized in a simple, straightforward manner. We encourage you to camp out here for a while and soak your spirit in the truth of God's Word. Is there anything you would like us to pray for? We'd love to intercede in prayer on your behalf. Please locate the prayer tab at the top of our homepage, calvaryec.com, and send in your prayer request through the form you find there. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, too. We're also just a phone call away if you're not in Maryland. Call us at 410-491-4592. We'd love to hear what's going on in your life. Again, that's 410-491-4592. Would you consider supporting this ministry financially? If so, please visit calvaryec.com to learn how. We hope that today's teaching has been encouraging to your faith. Come back again next time for more in the book of Exodus. Until next time, we hope you have a blessed day and are reminded of the things learned today. This has been Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.